Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horniman, aka the Thyroid Fixer, functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone, and health related in order to empower, educate, and transform you. So if you're ready to get your life back, let's get started. Today, we want to get back to basic thyroid training. You know, the reason why I thought of this is I think too often, and myself included, and my patients included, and a lot of you in Facebook groups, we tend to get so far down the road, like with our own progress, or I see my patient's progress so far down the road that I I forget to back up. And it's not until I see a question from a newbie or a newbie to a Facebook group. And they'll ask a question that is kind of like, this should have been answered by your doctor way back in the beginning, but we know that that doesn't happen a lot. And it brings me back to the core. It brings me back to the beginning. It brings me back to those original struggles and that information that is just simply not given to us as patients, as thyroid patients. And, And it's things that aren't often talked about because they are very, very basic. But unless you have these core principles, this core knowledge, you will never progress as a patient. You will be stuck in the sick medicine system. You will continue being gaslighted by your doctor and you will remain hypo. You will remain with all of your symptoms. So it's important for you to be educated and to know what we're talking about today. Let's get back to thyroid basics and go over some things because these are very, very important. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. We talk about labs all of the time, all the time, all the time. And yet still, I will see people post again in, they'll send them to me, they'll post in the Facebook group and it will be, well, okay, here's my TSH and here's my free T4. And my doctor said everything is normal. Well, first of all, we can't even go by TSH and free T4. So listen, if your TSH is showing above a two, And then, you know, in a post, it always follows with symptoms. Like, I'm tired, I'm fat, my hair's falling out, I'm constipated, dot, dot, dot. And then you pair up those symptoms with the labs, the limited amount of labs that they have. So let's say your TSH is above a two and you're riddled with hyposymptoms, everything I just said. Okay, then we might stop and say, hey, there's something, something going on. I know your doctor is wrong. You're not normal because your TSH is above a two. 
And that's the functional range. I'm going to get to that in a second because it's important. We go over that again too. Back to the basics. Back to the basics. But in order to get a full picture of actually what your thyroid is doing, you need more than TSH and free T4. You're going to need a free T3, which is the active thyroid hormone. That's a measure of the unbound active thyroid hormone in your body ready to be taken up by the cells. You need that free T3. You need reverse T3 because what if you're a thyroid patient that is stuck on Synthroid? You're in that Synthroid box. You're on T4 only. That T4 can convert to reverse T3, which is the anti-thyroid hormone. You'll hear me if you choose to binge on my Thyroid Fixer podcast, podcasts, you will hear me talk ad nauseum about how the reverse T3 is like a bouncer at the club. Sits outside of the club doors, arms crossed, telling all the little T3s that they can't get in. But the T3 really needs to get into the cell because that's what's going to give you a metabolism and let you lose weight finally, grow your hair, help you poop, make you feel better. That T3 has to get into the cell. So if reverse T3 is too high, it's not getting in. It is not getting in. That is why it has to be tested. And, and, you know, it cracks me up. Again, I say this over and over and over and over again. And yet still last week I get a patient, and this is not the patient's fault at all, but this just shows me that this needs to be repeated. So if this is the 10th time you've heard it, remember it. It probably, you know, it's kind of like when you get a new car and you didn't realize, like a Jeep, you get a Jeep Wrangler and you didn't realize how many Jeeps there are. And now you're seeing Jeeps everywhere because everyone's doing the Jeep wave to you. You're like, man, there's a lot of Jeeps. Now, there's the same amount of Jeeps. You're just noticing them. So you might have heard me say this 10 times about reverse T3, what I'm about to say. And yet still, when your doctor says it to you, be like, holy crap, I never heard this before. How are they telling me? Yes, you have. You've heard me talk about it, but we're going to talk about it again. I had a patient whose doctor said, I don't test the reverse T3 unless you're in the ER. Well, no shit. Because if you're in the ER or in the ICU, it's going to be high. What is reverse T3? It's a survival mechanism of our body. You have to know this. We, we said it's, it's kind of like the bouncer of the club. It also protects you. So, it, you know, we don't like bouncers telling T3 they can't get in. But let's be honest. We want reverse T3 to go up if we are in a trauma state, if we're in a car accident, if we had a heart attack, if our, if we are laying in the ICU or in the ER, reverse T3 goes up because it's saying you don't need to burn fat right now. You don't need to have energy. You don't need to feel good. You don't need to grow your hair. You don't need to poop. You need to survive. So that's why reverse T3 goes up to shut everything else down. So actually... We could probably skip it if you're in the ER or the ICU or just get it for giggles just to see how high you actually go. I want to know, what is your reverse T3 doing when you're trying to walk around getting stuff done, when you're trying to work and you're trying to run a business, raise a family, clean your house, have some energy? What is your reverse T3 then? That is why it is so, so vitally important that we get a reverse T3 on each and every one of you, each and every time. Because if that is above a 12, now I'm going to get into the functional ranges here. If that's above a 12, that's like, hey, conversion issues. And that lets us go deeper and find out the why. 
So then that, if a patient comes with a high reverse T3, I go, okay, are you on too much T4 medication? You know, did your doctor keep giving you more T4? More, more, more. Okay, we're at 88, now we're at 112, now we're at 125, now we're at 150. Now, I mean, I've had patients at 220 T4 because the doctors just keep throwing it at them and crossing their fingers and wishing on a rainbow that something happens and that they feel better. And all they're looking at, oh, yep, your TSH went down and your free T4 is okay. All right, we'll call it a day. No, you can't just keep throwing T4 medication at a person and not test their reverse T3 because it could be a case if they have a conversion problem, if they have a reverse T3 problem, the more T4 you give them, the worse they're actually feeling. Yes, TSH and free T4 look pretty, but the more T4 you give them, the worse and worse and worse they feel and the more hypo they go because that reverse T3 is going up. T4 can convert over to free T3 or to reverse T3. We really want it to convert to free T3. We don't want it to convert to reverse T3. That's not good. That's why we have to test it. Then we want to look at your antibodies. And I say this all the time too, but again, this is for the basics. This is for my newbies. There are two. There are two antibodies. Don't let your doctor just test one. I see that all the time too. There's more than one thyroid antibody. TPO, TGA, thyroid peroxidase, thyroid globulin. We want to test both of them. Okay, now are you ready for the functional ranges? Right, because I was about to say, if you have even one or two antibodies, you have two soldiers that are going out and attacking your thyroid. But my doctor told me I didn't have Hashimoto's. Right, because they're going by the standard lab value range that says less than 20, less than 40. And as long as you're rolling in it at 15 and 18, you're fine, you're fine. But think about it. Those are 15 or 18 or 5 or 10 soldiers that are going out on a regular basis and beating up your thyroid. We don't want that. We don't want your thyroid gland to be destroyed. We want it producing thyroid hormones appropriately, like it should be. And we want it converting the T4 that it is making or the T4 that you're taking. We want it to assist. It's one of the, one of the glands that assists in conversion. We want it to assist in converting T4 to T3 because we want that T3. It's the active thyroid hormone. That's what the cells want. Got to test have to know, and we want to see where you fall. So functional ranges. Okay. I used this analogy before, but I have to give credit to Mark Hyman. Standard lab value ranges are like the side of a barn, side of a barn. So if I put you back, what, like 20 yards, we'll say 20 yards, and I give you a ball and I tell you to hit the side of the barn, you're probably going to hit the side of the barn. But if I put a little bullseye, little, little, little round bullseye on the side of a barn, and I tell you to hit that, you may or may not, but that bullseye in functional medicine is where you are going to feel your best. And that is why it's important to not just look at your labs and go, okay, well, there's no L, there's no H and nothing is red. I guess I'm okay. A friend of mine today, I'm seeing her a couple of days. She just sent me her labs and I mean, I know I've known her for 25 years. I know her struggles. I know her symptoms. Finally got her thyroid lab. Well, they were repeated. We've had them done before. But that free T3 has come back at a 3, 3.1. And I said, well, it's not quite optimal. She goes, what do you mean? But it's green. She went to Ulta Labs. It's green. It's not red. There's no H. There's no L. What do you mean? I go, well, I like it 3.5 or above is the optimal range. That's where I know that you have enough active thyroid hormone in your body to give you a metabolism and run the show. And a 3 doesn't cut it for me. Now, we're still waiting on reverse to come back because reverse takes like seven to 10 days to come back. 
But yeah, that alone, right? So everything was green in her labs. And by the way, if you get your labs done at Ulta Labs, which I often recommend, if you go to my website, you'll see a little banner at the bottom that says, order your own lab tests. I've told the story before of how I went to get my labs done and the phlebotomist told me it'd be a $700 copay. I'm like, what? And I'm like, take that out, take that out, take that out. I ordered it myself from Ulta. And it was like a quarter of that, even though I have insurance. So whether you have insurance or don't have insurance, Ulta is the way to go. It's by far the cheapest. But by the way, they just because I recommend them because they're inexpensive, it doesn't mean that they have the functional ranges. They have standard lab value ranges. So you're going to see just like she did green, 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 green. Right. Now let's look at it through a functional medicine lens and say, are you optimal? So TSH, like I mentioned earlier, I like that below a two. Free T3, I like 3.5 or above or in the upper quadrant of the range because some lab value ranges are different. Even in the US, you might go to one lab. Free T3 might go to 4.5 and you'll go to another lab and it's it's like weird. I've seen it start at a three and go to a five or a 5.5. So you have to look at the, you want it in the upper quadrant of that range for free T3. Free T4, same thing, upper quadrant. Although, here's here's a little a little nugget for my newbies, my mid-range, and for my advanced. Even the advanced people, because advanced people will get hung up on that free T4 being 1.5 or above, which is optimal for functional medicine. It is optimal. But you have to look at the whole picture. Where's your free T3 and where's your reverse T3? I look at those two first because those are most important. And then those four important words, how do you feel, need to be asked. If we finally eradicated your symptoms, if we have you optimized and your free T4 isn't at 1.5, let's say it's a 1 or 1.2, don't freak out because you feel good. Your free T3 is good. Your reverse T3 is below a 12. That's the functional, by the way, functional range. Then I don't care about the free T4. I really don't. In fact, if you look at my free T4, it's really low. I think it's like 0.4. I don't care because I don't have symptoms and I'm optimized. And my free T3 is good. So is my reverse T3. So don't care. And you're not going to give me more T4 to get that up because that's only going to make me more hypo because I have a reverse T3 problem. Okay. So those are the labs, functional ranges, optimal ranges. Endos and other docs. Oh, listen, we, we got it. I keep... I keep seeing these questions. Oh, they give me a headache. All of you who are trying, I commend you. I commend you for your courage, your perseverance, your resilience. Remember, I went to six different doctors before even getting the diagnosis. You might just be going to different doctors hoping to God that somebody will do more than just T4. Here's your T4. Here's some Band-Aid medications too. Here, have an antidepressant, have some Zantac, PPI. Let's give you some pain meds and some sleeping pills. Oh, and a statin, maybe a blood pressure medication. So you're pushing through, you're looking for answers, you're learning, you're trying to be your own patient advocate. The mistake that you're making is you keep going to endocrinologists or your run-of-the-mill PCP. Or I'm going to take it one more step further. Or a functional practitioner that does not specialize in the thyroid or hormones, thyroid and hormones. 
Okay, let's start with the endos. I have been in practice now for 25 years. I have patients in the U.S. and Canada, South America, Australia, and the U.K. In all of those countries, in all of those years, I have written the names down. Anytime I come across a good endocrinologist or a patient of mine has a good endocrinologist, and there are three in the world so far. That's not just the U.S. Endocrinologists don't know the thyroid. And I wish I knew why. I really do. I mean, I'd like to even say that they can rock out diabetes. But even then, listen, I've told you guys the story before. I had a patient that sent me her labs. Her glucose is 147 fasted. It's a Sunday morning at 730. I'm like, can you talk now? She goes, yeah. I'm like, Anybody say anything, you know, about diabetes? She went to an endocrinologist. She goes, no, not at all. I'm like, so they called you and told you these labs are normal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have diabetes. I'd like to say that endos can rock out diabetes, but after that incident, I'm pulling that off the table too. And then we move on to our, our GPs, PCPs, general practitioners, family docs. You know, you might have one, right? You go when you need your antidepressant filled, your PPI filled because you're on a bunch of Band-Aids, you need your statin again. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely write that because they're getting kickbacks. Don't get pissed at me if you're a doctor listening. I know you get kickbacks and I know you're under pressure too. I've seen the little pop-ups that pop up in your portal and you have a certain quota of statins to write every month. I get it. I get it. But you're, you guys, patients, I'm not talking to the docs anymore. Patients, you're jumping from doctor to doctor thinking, oh, well, my best friend's cousin's sister said that this doctor was good and treated her thyroid. You go in, you get Synthroid. We don't know if your best friend's cousin's sister is 500 pounds, if she's tired. I mean, you don't know anything. Yay, so she got Synthroid. Okay, so she got the same medication that anybody could get. You get that from an endo, maybe. There are phenomenal PCPs and GPs out there. I'm not saying they're all bad at all. There are freaking phenomenal ones out there. And you might be lucky enough to have one. But you know how you test? Here's how you test. You go in and you ask for all those labs I just said. And you go in with a bulleted list of all your symptoms. Bulleted list, not a paragraph, not a book. I don't even want to read a book. If you're my patient, please do not give me three pages of everything that you've been through in the last 10 years. Bullet that out because we're going to talk about it and I care about it, believe me. And I know what you've been through because I've been there myself. But I want to read a book. Neither does a doctor. And they have five to seven minutes with you because you're under insurance law. So bullet list out your symptoms, list out the labs. And there's a few more that we'd like to go over too. But those are the thyroid labs. See if they'll do them. If they say no or you get the BS that reverse T3 is only for when you're in the ER or the ICU, you're not getting anywhere. You can leave right then and there. You don't have to hang on and hope for the right thyroid medication. You don't have to hang on and hope for bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. You got to go. You got to move down the road. Do the lab test. Lab test test. LTT. Do the LTT. The lab test test. So ask your doctor if they'll do those labs. If not, if they say no, it's time to get a new doctor period. You may or may not find a good PCP or GP, and you might. You never know. It might surprise you. They might run all those labs, and they might actually flat out, I've worked with patients that, that their doctors flat out say, listen, I care about you. I hear you. I want to help you. I don't know the thyroid. I just, that's not my thing. 
not my jam, but I will work with the specialist that you're working with. And I will do whatever you want me to do. You just let me know. So the patient goes back with a list of labs, medication changes. I jump on a call. It's a beautiful relationship. It's fantastic. And I even have PCPs that I text like, hey, I saw Betty today. You know, we need to bump up her armor. Okay, cool. Then we move on to the functional. So once you've exhausted yourself and wasted years of your life and a lot of your energy, going from endos because you started there and then different PCPs and GPs, then you go, okay, well, I keep reading and hearing about this functional thing, integrative, naturopathic. So then you drop money seeing a functional doctor, but he or she doesn't specialize in the thyroid. And I have seen this. I have seen this. I've seen it a lot lately too. Well, because I think functional is coming into mainstream a little bit more. I also think a lot of practitioners are tagging on that term without ever being functionally trained just because it's the cool thing and it's great marketing for them. But then when you look at the labs, because I see them, you look at the labs that come back, I go, really? You saw a functional doc, did you now? Oh, yeah. Spent a couple grand. Mm -hmm. Cleveland Clinic, functional medicine department, Cleveland Clinic. I go, well, I didn't test your free T3. And they think you only have one antibody for Hashimoto's. And since you're a woman, they believe that you only have estrogen, LH, and FSH. They're totally forgetting that you have other hormones. And we don't have the full picture of your thyroid. Oh, but they're treating your gut. Okay. What about your thyroid and hormones? So it's a, it's a huge pet peeve of mine. You will hear me. You will hear a podcast that are specialized in just me ranting about it. You will see posts of just me ranting about it. Stop using the term functional if you're not functionally trained and if you're not going to treat your patients functionally. God, I hope some functional, mm, quote-unquote, doctor listens to this. Integrative is part of that. Naturopathic is part of that, too. Well, just last week. It was literally last week. Patient seeing a naturopathic doctor. I go, okay, well, we'll try to work with them. Based on your labs, you know, your free T3 is low, reverse T3 is high. Yes, you're on armor. Okay, that's a naturopathic thing to do. Yeah, you're on 90 milligrams of armor. Nobody told you to split dose it. And look, your reverse T3 is high. You got to go back and ask them to drop that dose and add in T3 because we need to change that ratio. We need to give you more T3 than T4 because you tend to convert T4 to T3. We're going to figure out why. We're going to see if it's your iron, if it, you know, if, if you're anemic, if your insulin's high, if you're estrogen dominant, whatever. But in the meantime, we want to lower your armor. I'm going to add in T3. No, they won't do that. I'm like, well, I thought they were naturopathic. Yeah, they, no, they won't do that. Oh, so they only work with armor because they're naturopathic? Really? And they're charging you. And they're telling you that they know the thyroid and hormones. No. That is such a huge pet peeve. I, I got I to reel it in or this whole, this whole time will be about me ranting. I apologize. Bottom line Find a good PCP, GP, NP that knows what the hell they're doing with their thyroid or find a functional practitioner, this girl, that actually specializes in thyroid and hormones, right? And we'll have some fun doing it. Don't waste your time. Quit wasting your life because you only have so much of it. Believe me, I, I gave it, my six doctor run was really only within God, I wish I could remember exactly. I would say only within about an eight-month time span. And then when the seventh doctor 
diagnosed me hypo and gave me my Synthroid. I gave that five months to not work. It didn't. Five months. I was like, uh-uh, that's it. Moving on, moving on. So that's my story. That's when I found my mentor, a functional, integrative, functional practitioner. And we got me all fixed up. So I didn't give it that long, but I've seen people waste a lot of time, a lot of life, a lot of years that you could be enjoying, a lot of dates that you could go on, a lot of vacations where you wouldn't be pulling your clothes because they're too tight, wearing jeans in Florida because you don't want to wear shorts, a lot of nights out that you could spend with your friends, but you're saying no right now because you don't want to get dressed up. There's nothing in your closet that fits and you don't want to wear yoga pants for the 20th time. You're wasting time with your kids. You're wasting your relationships because I guarantee you they're strained because hypothyroidism and hormone issues are not well understood by significant others, male or female, because they're not walking in your shoes and they don't get it. There are ways to talk to your spouse about it. I actually have a special podcast we can link to in the show notes that I go over how to talk. And I have had feedback from patients that are like, thank you so much for that because it actually helped me talk to my significant other and help him or her understand me better and what I'm going through and this fatigue and the depression and I don't want to go out and how I feel about myself. I get it. So stop wasting any more time. Stop wasting relationships. Stop straining relationships. You know, when I say you could actually make more money if you optimize your thyroid, fix your thyroid, fix your hormones, fix your life, I'm not kidding. Do you think you're going to get a raise when your brain is half working? Do you think you're going to run a business effectively? I know I can't. If I'm half on, even if I have a bad night's sleep, for God's sake, like I'm not running this business at all at 100%. Now take that bad night's sleep times 365 days. It's not happening. I wouldn't be here with you at all. Would not be at all. So yes, can you make more money if you optimize your thyroid? (laughs) I would argue, yeah it's going to improve every area of your life. So stop wasting time. Stop wasting time. It will come back to you in droves in so many ways. One of them might be money, better relationships, better confidence. You're going to love your mirror again. It's going to come back to you. I promise you, but you got to stop wasting time. Okay. Medication. I'm going to go over medications and what are they? Because a lot of you are like, you're talking armor, you're talking Synthroid, you're saying T4 only. What are you talking about? We got to get back to the basics right? Okay. T4. You got your Levo. That's generic. Synthroid is brand. And Tyrosin is like Mac Daddy T4 brand. Very, very few fillers, if, if not any. And then there's Tyrosin Soul, which is a liquid form, no fillers whatsoever. Okay. That's all in the T4 category. And there are others of Levoxyl. There's, what do you guys have in the UK? You use you, Thyrox, you, you, something like that. A bunch of different names for it, T4, generic brand, brand. Then we have T3. We call them synthetics. I hate the name. If anybody can come up with a different name, I will start using it and you get the trademark. Seriously. What else can we call them besides synthetics? Because that sounds so dirty and nasty. I love the synthetics. I think they work great. I'm on T3 only. What would I do without it? Um, And the generic form, by the way. So we got to think of a different name other than synthetics to give it a better light. So in the T3 synthetic, we have leothyronine, liothyronine, leothyronine, however you want to pronounce it, that's generic. Then you have cytomel, 
That is the brand. Those are the only two. And then we can get into compounded, but we'll get there in a, in a minute because you can have slow release. I don't like it. Nothing wrong with the generic. Actually, the generic of T3 has less fillers than the brand. It's a lot less expensive. But then it depends on the manufacturer. So this goes for T4 and T3. So I got a different brand of T3. It was either Sun or Sigma Farm. And I've been on Greenstone forever. And I got it and the pills were tinier. I thought it was a different dose. I thought they gave me fives and not 25s. And I called the pharmacy and they're like, oh, well, we can't get that Greenstone anymore. I'm like, all right, well, I'll give this a try. Oh my gosh. I was anxious. I was, I just didn't, oh, I did not feel like myself at all. And then that day I get a call from a patient. This is how God works. Honestly, I get a call from a patient. She goes, could the brand like, you know, who makes the generic of T3 matter and how you feel? And I go, I think so. (laughs) I yeah, I think so. Because I remember talking to Elle Russ and she loved Greenstone. I looked at it, I'm like, oh, I'm on Greenstone. Didn't even pay attention to it all these years. And then I knew I was on Greenstone, right? So then when something changes, then you're a little bit more aware, kind of like seeing the Jeeps everywhere. And I go, okay, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it can because I am feeling not myself. I am anxious. I am irritable. I am moody. And it's ever since I got that damn Sigma Farm or Sun or whatever it was. She was saying, well, I'm on Sigma Farm and I got something else and I'm not feeling that good. I'm like, all right, call the pharmacy, call the pharmacy, go back, change it, go back to what you had. If they don't have it, call other pharmacies and see if they have it. Sure enough, I changed. It was fine. All good. Okay, NDTs, natural desiccated thyroid medication. That's your armor. That's your nature thyroid. That's your NP. They are not all the same. One person might do better with NP versus armor. One person might do better with armor versus NP. There's also compounded formulations of T4 and T3, which I generally don't like. But just last week, I have so many stories from you from like every week. Just last week, talking to a new patient, sign her up. We're talking about meds real quick. Whenever you sign up with me and we get you on the schedule, I try to give you some info and some quick wins just to get you from the time that we we schedule you to the time where you're actually having your initial consultation. So I'm like, all right, well, what do you want? I'm on, I'm on compounded T4, T3. I go, how much of each? Because I don't know. She's looking at the bottle. There's nothing on there. She has no idea. And they didn't tell her how much T4 and how much T3 is in each capsule that is compounded. I'm like, well, that's a problem. You got to call the pharmacy. You got to find out. So she calls the pharmacy. The pharmacy goes, well, we don't know. It's just, it's just poor sign. I'm like, what the hell kind of answer is that? You have to know how much, how many micrograms of T4 and how many micrograms of T3 are in that compounded capsule. And I'm sorry, even if you're on compounded T3 and you know it's just T3 in there, I have never, ever, ever seen it work. I haven't seen it work. Sorry, maybe there's somebody out there that it works on. Just like maybe there's somebody out there that's on T4 only and going, you know what? I feel fine. I'm good. To which I would say, good. That's good. That's awesome. Stay. If something's not broke, don't fix it. Stay right there. But if you're on compounded T4, T3, and it's not working, we're getting you off of that. Now, here's the thing with NDTs. We can change the ratio, like I said earlier. So if you're on an NDT, armor, NP, we can add in synthetic. Did anybody have a lab? Oh, lab created biosynth. Oh, damn. You know what? We might have to go with biosynth meds, synthroid 
and Cytomel. The biosynth meds that are Levo and Leo. I like that. Biosynth. So we can add in some biosynth T3 to the NDT armor and we can change that ratio where T4, maybe it's an 80-20 split like it should be if the compounding pharmacist knew anything, even if it's poor sign. Yeah, 80-20 is the usual. I would still like you to check to get MCGs of each. But that's going by adding in some biosynth T3. I'm not ruling out lab created either. That's pretty good. By adding in biosynth T3, lab created T3. But the only problem with lab created is you start thinking like like a, some kind of like gargoyle terminator, you know, something weird. But we, we, I'm not ruling it out. So we add that in and then we change the ratio. So then it becomes more of like a 60-40 split. A little bit more more T3 than just 20%. So that's the beauty. We can really change things up. But you as a newbie, as a moderate B, as an advanced B, you still have to know what all the medications are, what categories they fall into, and know that you can change. You're not stuck with one medication. If it's not working, maybe we got to play around and do something different. So it's about testing, not guessing. And... It's about knowing what you're on and what the ratio is. This is really, uh, this is a specific, a specific newbie. I told her I would actually read her post and address it because it just speaks to where you're all at and what you all go through. So I won't give the name. I'm just going to read it. Okay. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. Hi, I'm new here. Newbie. Hi. Just found out I have thyroid problems, although most likely has been going on for years. Very smart. That's a smart newbie. Never been tight to go to the doctor much, and I honestly can't remember the year of my last checkup. So it was overdue, and yes, I learned my lesson. 35, and I'm so tired. All right, current labs. She did get a total T3. We didn't talk about that. That's like a bonus T3 that kind of just supports the fact that the free T3 is low as well. So free T4 is 0.97. What do we say? 1.5 or above. Free T3 is in the crapper at a 2.2. T3, that's the total, is actually low. It's actually flagged low, low out of 76. Range is 80 to 200. Reverse T3 is a 14. We said we like it below a 12. TPO is 881. Now, they didn't test her TGA, but I guess it really kind of doesn't matter because it's Hashimoto's with a TPO of 881. TSH right now is a 5.39. That's way above a two. So that would scream at me even if they just did the TSH alone. TSH a couple of weeks ago prior to starting the 30 milligrams of NP thyroid, which is NDT, that was a 7.17. I had to ask multiple times for the full panel. Shocker. Because my nurse practitioner said, you guys ready? I hope I can get all of this in. All we need to diagnose Hashimoto's is a TSH and T4. The rest is really overkill and insurance might not pay, but I can add them if you want. Now, when I got my labs, when I told you I went to the, to the lab draw station, went to Quest, and the phlebotomist told me I'd have $600, $700 copay, that was not because of lack of CPT codes, diagnostic codes. They were all there, and there's a lot of them. And those are your symptoms, by the way. Your symptoms are your CBD codes that gets those labs pushed through. It's just the insurance, you know? So some insurances decide to be, I don't know, stingy and not cover or have a huge copay. I was getting a lot of labs done too, so that's okay. But in this case, 
saying it's overkill is completely wrong. And if insurance might not pay, then tell the person, I'm going to put all the CPT codes in here that's possible. But, you know, you still might want to order them yourself from Alta, although this nurse practitioner probably didn't know about Alta. You can still order them yourself and you might save a lot of money. Okay, that's what should have been said. I also asked for Armour over Synthroid. And when I mentioned having headaches after starting the NP thyroid, remember Armour, NP, in the NDT category, might do better on one versus the other. Can't just say they're all the same. Her first reply was something about most people don't tolerate armor very well. We can switch the Synthroid if symptoms aren't better in a week. So going back to like the 1800s, what they used was dried porcine thyroid gland to make a lot of people better with thyroid problems. So that was like the original medication. Then Synthroid came along. And all of a sudden, Armour and all those NDT meds were demonized as bad. Bad. Why? You think Synthroid had a role in this? You think the manufacturer of Synthroid maybe had its hands in the pot? No, we're not seeing any of that right now at all in drug companies or big food or big pharma or big tech. Not at all. It's totally on the up and up. Most people don't tolerate Armour very well. We can switch to Synthroid if symptoms aren't better in a week. So she's given her a week to get better. That's good. Listen, when you're hypo, you're low and slow. It's going to take way more. You might notice, like you might see the light. Like, like you might notice a glimmer of something happening. But it's not going to be a miracle in a week. I see her again on Wednesday for a pap. And I was going to bring these results up. I've been trying to read and listen as much as info as possible. But the brain fog is real. Yes, it is. I'm not sure... What she is planning as far as MP thyroid 30 milligram goes, I'm assuming it needs raised. Does my reverse T3 look okay or should I be worried about the NDT med and conversion issues? Well, you just started the NP, so we don't know. You're going to have to get that reverse retested after being on the NP, but in general, 30 milligrams is pretty darn low. That's really, really low for NP. So that's fine to start someone off at. Like if that's like, hey, you're diagnosed, boom, we're starting you here. That's fine. But as we go along, that needs to be raised. Most people do not get optimized on 30 milligrams of any kind of NDT. Looking back, I've had many Hashi symptoms. And since starting the NP thyroid, they seem to have gotten a million times worse. I'm extremely tired, not losing any weight, brain fog where I can't remember words that I definitely should know. And I've had a headache ever since with Advil helping at times. But people I know have told me it can take a month to adjust to the meds. It can, but if you're feeling like garbage, it can. It can take, you might have some balancing out to do, but I would increase your NP and go 30 and then 30 in the afternoon, split dose. Hello. That way you get that T3 in the afternoon. And I would start there because you staying at 30 is just going to, that's just going to keep you where you are. But we don't know. You might not be doing well on the NP. You might have to switch to armor. You might switch to the biosynths. We're not quite sure yet until time goes on. And that's really what I wanted to touch on there with that particular post. Oh, and to follow up, the doctor's office called to go over my recent labs and said that, yes, these results are consistent with what we see for Hashimoto's. She said to continue your thyroid meds, NP, 30 milligrams. And we will do labs again in eight weeks. Why am I even surprised? 
So yeah. Can't do labs in eight weeks if you're feeling like garbage. So that's the other little beginner basic thyroid training. People always ask me, how often should I get labs? When you're starting off on a new med, let's retest you in like four to six weeks because I really want to see what that medication is doing. Yes, we do have to give it time to work and to actually start to change in your system. A lot of times we do tell people to take their vitals. So take your body temperature. If you can score an actual mercury thermometer, that's awesome. Those are like worth something now. And try to avoid the digital. But if you can get like a regular thermometer, that's really good. And take your body temp before you get out of bed, before your feet hit the floor, first thing in the morning. And then you can take it again later in the day, but that's really your marker is first thing in the morning. And then you can take your blood pressure and your pulse. If you have an Apple watch, that probably tells you Fitbit. And those are your vitals. But once I start working with a patient, we have you more optimized. Like I don't take my vitals anymore. So you can take those to kind of see how that 30 milligrams of NP is actually doing. Is it changing anything at all? Anything, anything, anything. So I say four to six weeks, unless, 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 and we can even stretch it out longer once we have you optimized, right? We can go like eight weeks, we can go 10 weeks, we can go 12 weeks. But if you were starting to feel like garbage, if we say, listen, your labs are in eight weeks and at the six week mark, you're like, listen, I was feeling good and I don't know what happened tired again. I'm not losing weight. I'm putting on weight. I'm constipated again. I have no idea. Like it's my, my, my body's freaking out. I don't know what's going on. Then we retest. We don't make you wait. There's no standard. There is no black and white. There's no one size fits all. It's not like, well, well, yeah, you might be told this, your insurance company isn't going to pay for labs before eight weeks. Cause you just had them done then screw it. Get them yourself. Order them from Ulta. Because if you're feeling like garbage, we need those numbers. We need to know where you are. And that's just thyroid. That's not even taking into account insulin and A1C and, and hormones. And I was going to get on all that, but that needs to be another podcast for you newbies. That needs to be a basic training 2.0. You know, another thing that you can do, and I'm speaking you as in plural, everybody listening, is... Like I said, take your morning body times. You know, your normal is supposed to be 98.6. If you're hypo, you might never be. I, I think I'm like 97 something. I don't know. Now that we have all those scanners where we go up and we get our, our temperature forehead red, who knows how accurate they are, but I'm always like a 97 something. You're supposed to be 98.6. You're probably going to be like 95, 96, 96 point something if you're hypo. We just want to see that move. It's not necessarily that there's an optimal yeah, you know, I, I just want to see you go from like a 96 to 97.5. Um, if your heart rate is 50, that's not an athletic 50. That doesn't mean that you're Lance Armstrong. That means that you're hypo. So we want to see, you know, a lot of times I'll be like, I'll get messages. Oh my God, my heart rate is 80. I'm like, yeah, mine's 100 literally sitting here talking to you. It's 100. That's T3 and I'm used to it. But you going from 50 to 80 might feel like your heart's exploding. You're just moving into being normal. So sometimes taking those vitals and marking them down is helpful. But if your doctor doesn't know what that even means, they'll be like, yeah, and mm, so you don't have a fever. And then you roll your eyes. This is comes back. This all comes back to my rant in the beginning. 
of needing to find someone who specializes in the thyroid hormones. Okay. Basic, basic training. Ah, I love it so much. I'm going to grab a couple of questions because I think your questions are all awesome. Mainstream doctors, including endos, must follow the outdated guidelines written for them, which equals wrong tests. They're all taught to follow TSH, which is a test of the pituitary. TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, test your pituitary. T4 and T3, the free form or the total, you can get both as a bonus. Those are your actual thyroid hormones. TSH is not a thyroid hormone. Absolutely, doctors are calling themselves functional because it's the trendy practice to be, especially on New York metro area. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine in New York. Plus you pay out of pocket and they don't have to deal with insurance companies. Right, listen, you work with me, you're paying out of pocket. I don't deal with insurance companies, but why? Because we spend time with you. So whenever anybody asks me, do you take insurance? I go, well, if you want more than five minutes with me, no. Insurance companies give each practitioner, like your PCP, five to seven minutes with each patient. That is why they don't sit and talk to you. That's why they're they're scanning your labs, looking for that H or the L, or looking for something to be red. And then they may or may not stop. The amount of time that good functional practitioners, gosh, even the bad ones, are giving to their patients, there's no way any insurance company in the world would reimburse us. We would get, and I've seen this happen with people, $18 for spending an hour with a patient. I spend 90 minutes my very first visit with everybody. I, I, can't, I can't live getting reimbursed $18 for 90 minutes. And then there's the follow-ups and there's the communication and the, the access I gave to my patient. I mean, no, it is going to cost. I don't poo-poo them, but I poo-poo them for using the term functional because it's trendy. I do. I've been on T3 and T4 for years, but my body temp stays at 97.5. What can I do? Listen, that's not bad. It's not all about the body temp. Don't, don't hang your hat. Listen, people, I say vitals and I sometimes hesitate to even talk about the vitals because then you get, it's, it's like a rabbit hole. Don't hang your hat on the vitals. 97.5, that's, hey, that's pretty much higher than I am. So it's how do you feel? How do you feel? What's your free T3? What's your reverse T3? And how do you feel? How do you feel? Resting heart rate is between 55 and 70. But I'm a gym rat and always thought it was a good thing. It's a, it's a good thing in a way. But if you're hypo and your resting heart rate is that way, with all of your tests indicating hypo and Hashi, then that means you are just low and slow. So it's okay if that comes up a little bit. You know, that is okay. Okay, we will leave you with this. Insurance companies also dictate which tests are allowed, which equals the wrong test. So that is why, even if your doc is great and gives you all the CPT codes and the diagnostic codes, your insurance company still might give you a big old bill. Because they don't see it that it's that it's needed. Well, how many insurance companies out there have withheld life-saving treatment because they don't feel that it's needed? How many times have you heard that story? A million times. A million times. So they will withhold a life-saving treatment for someone. For a kid, they will withhold a life-saving treatment that costs the family $2 million to have that they got to do a GoFundMe to get the money because the insurance company that they've been paying for years, either out of pocket or through their work, says we don't think it's important. So if they'll go that far 
do you think they care at all about reimbursing you for your free T3 if they don't feel like it's important? No. So you might have to order your tests on your own. You might have to pay out of pocket like we talked about. Yes, it, and functional isn't covered by insurance, but you're getting your time back, your life back. Remember, we talked about wasted time, wasted time, wasted life, wasted trips because you're not enjoying it. You don't want to go to Disney World because you're too hot or you're too cold all the time. You're wearing jeans and you're pulling your shirt. You don't want to eat the food because you'll gain five pounds if you look at a churro. Okay, basic thyroid training. You got that down pat. You need this. And you know what? Even the advanced people, good refresher. Really good refresher. All right. Thanks for being here. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team. They are an extension of me. They are amazing. And you and I will talk after that once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right. I hope to see you soon.